0: Hello, hello audience members. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. This is a documentary on suicide. Suicide watch is uh, what I'm calling it. And let me tell you what it is. First of all, it's a method of healing. I have some personal experience with suicide. Uh, I lost my mother to suicide when I was 17 years old, and that was 23 years ago. And yes, I'm still healing from it. Every single day, I'm still healing. So it's a method of healing. It's also a message. It's a message to society, not just U.S., but the global society, the global community. We uh, we need to recognize that suicide is... Fairly prevalent worldwide. It has a heck of a stigma to it. And uh, I want to eradicate that. So, this is also to try and help to eradicate the stigma around the subject of suicide. It's also a message to healthcare systems. Currently, healthcare systems are trying to treat suicide as if it's depression or some other illness, and it's not. Suicide is generally uh, a short-term solution to a long-term problem. It's not like any illness out there. It has no set community. It, rich people, poor people, famous people, infamous people, happy people, sad people. Every, all, all walks of life have thoughts of suicide, and have attempted suicide, and have committed suicide. So it doesn't have a set community or population. It permeates through all. It's a message to the corporate culture. Again, the global corporate culture as well, not just domestic uh, in the United States. The corporate culture in and of itself really promotes a lot of isolation and loneliness and unnecessary pressures and that's what leads to a lot of suicidal thoughts not depression on a, on a on a large scale so it's a message to the corporate culture as well you should wake up and start to realize that you are part you're contributing to this global epidemic it's an epidemic to the government Specifically to the U.S. government, but also to governments around the world, start to realize that you can play a positive part, and stop ignoring the problem of suicide. Don't, it, don't force it into the current healthcare systems, especially here in the U.S., where the healthcare system is based on monetary gain. That's not—it's not, not going to work. It's also a message to you. It's a message to anyone out there who's suffering at the thoughts of suicide or who's contemplating suicide which is different than thoughts of suicide. It's a message to anyone out there who's confused about the subject of suicide. And it's very easy to be confused about the subject of suicide. It's a message to anyone out there who's lonely, who's scared, who's overwhelmed. I want you to know that I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here, if all you need is just a hug, I'm here for you. At this time, I can only give you this digital hug. But if you get a hold of me, I will be there to give you a hug. So it's a message to you, or anyone that you know, that is having these struggles. Let me tell you why I'm doing this this documentary, this suicide watch. As I said, I lost my mother when I was 17 to suicide. It was after her 5th attempt. The the previous 4 attempts were with pharmaceutical drugs. The same pharmaceutical drugs that were supposed to be helping her to heal. She had had a nervous breakdown, which led to depression. She was not suicidal before she started taking these drugs. So that's part of the reason why, is to open the eyes to these pharmaceutical companies who are just making ridiculous amounts of money prescribing or selling drugs and having the doctors prescribe them for at least in this situation it does no good most of these drugs that they are prescribing for depression which does not lead to suicide depressed people don't want to be depressed they want to be happy they don't want to be absent from the world lonely and isolated people choose suicide these medications that they're prescribing, one of the major side effects in all of them is suicidal thoughts. It's not gonna fix it. I'm also doing this to express my loneliness and my isolation that was very powerful from the moment my mother first attempted suicide to her successful suicide there was no community around that I could speak to about it. This was in 94. At that time, suicide was hereditary. It was contagious. It was not spoken of. It was a sin in a lot of religions, at least in a lot of Christian religions in the Western world. So I, I, I want to express how I got through that loneliness and that isolation, which was not a, always a healthy way. Not until now. Not until now. I was lonely and felt completely isolated until I decided to really take on this project, this documentary. And I'll get more into that later throughout the documentary. One of the main reasons that I'm doing this documentary is to eradicate the stigma around the subject of suicide. That does not mean that I promote suicide. I'm not saying that. But I want to eradicate the stigma around the subject. So many people I believe would not commit suicide if they could if they just knew they could reach out and speak to somebody to talk to somebody openly and not be worried about sent to an institution or the stigma of medical uh, of mental uh mental help right in a lot of cultures, even in America, mental illness is looked at with uh uh as a disease it's not it's not mental illness ebbs and flows you can go in and out not everybody is happy all the time that does not mean that you're a depressed person happy people have suicidal thoughts as well successful people have suicide uh, suicidal thoughts as well so i want to eradicate that stigma so that we can start to discuss this openly in a dialogue and in a conversational manner, which is why I'm presenting this uh, documentary in this way. I want to motivate the systems around the world, around the globe, especially here in the U.S., to change. Change what you're doing. Stop just tracking the numbers. Stop treating it like it's a disease. Every case of suicidal thoughts and successful suicides is unique. And therefore, you cannot plug a solution into the system and then have it heal. Each situation is unique. And that's why community, and love, and support, and family that is how to deal with suicide on an individual basis in uh, individual situations because we're all individuals and unique. We're all individuals and unique. There is no vaccine for suicidal behaviors and thoughts. I want it to, again, to be an open dialogue, not just data collection. I want to show the world, and I I will show this throughout the documentary, that anyone, anyone in every walk of life can have a dark passenger with them. It's generally a manifestation of fear. Leads to isolation and loneliness. You can have a million people around you. That doesn't mean that you're not lonely and that you don't feel isolated. So it, it suicidal thoughts, can come and go, and they can happen in every walk of life. Celebrities commit suicide. People below the poverty line commit suicide. People in the middle echelon of socioeconomics commit suicide. Beautiful people, disabled people, veterans, children are committing suicide at an enormous rate and I'll get into the statistics as well but statistics alone and collection of the data is not gonna do it the next section is gonna be the method and when I get into talking about the way that I that I plan on presenting this subject matter you're gonna see that it's a different it's a different way of going about it and I I hope that it touches you, and I hope that it moves you, and I hope that it empowers you. I'll see you in the next section.